Hey, there's the music. That means it's time for Animal Talk. Some of the best doggone pet people on the planet helping you with your pet. One pooch at a time. It's America's Pet Show. Animal Talk. Thanks for being with us. Be, be sure to like, subscribe, leave a comment, do all those podcast things in all the podcast places. We truly appreciate you coming around. AnimalTalkRadio.com is the website. And, of course, WearingFunny.com if you're looking for some gear, some pet parent gear, some funny t-shirts. They're all there. They're available for you. Uh, appreciate our sponsor, WearingFunny.com. Great place. Go check them out. And... For your pet help and information, you're in the right spot. We're going to help you out. We have years and years of animal calls and emails and interviews, and we're sharing them all with you on these Animal Talk Rewinds. Now, Animal Talk, it is for entertainment purposes only, so make sure you check with your local veterinarian, your local trainer, if you have any issues coming up, and we're here to help. Our, Our professionals always got great ideas, too. So here we go, having a little bit of fun. It's Animal Talk. On the website animaltalkradio.com where you can find downloads of the show you can load this puppy up on your ipod take it with you wherever you want to go it's uh just that easy through our syndicator genesis the gcnlive.com is their website uh, links to all that stuff is uh, mm-hmm. on our site and the way to get a hold of us electronically as well and you can send us your emails and uh, did we have one there that we wanted sure to do. look at brad and they all start out the same way dear animal talk you've got mail baby yeah do you have any advice for catching a stray kitty? She's been under our deck. We live in a condo since the end of September. We've been trying to build up her confidence with us by feeding her. The other day, we managed to catch her and get her into a carrier, but she was very quick and escaped before we could get the door closed. She will not go near a live trap either. We're concerned for her safety. It's cold and there's other wildlife, such as raccoons or hawks. If, when we do catch her, the ladies at the vet will help her find a permanent home Maybe one for feral cats, or maybe they can socialize her. She does purr. We've contacted the Humane Society and other source people for help, but we haven't had any help. What can we do? Thank you for any advice. And this is signed, Jean. How do you trap a cat, huh? Well, the live trap is is the first thing that came to mind. But Here, if, kitty, kitty, <laughs> kitty. Now, if they've been... <laughs> I, I've had to... <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it at all, but I love it. Oh, that was Alf. 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 Oh, jeez. Oh, my. Kitty, kitty, kitty. You had to Wow. Wow. Well done. Oh. Wow. I just, I have no words for that. So, but uh, how, do you, Anywho, how do you bring him, how do you bring uh, him down? Yes, it, it, the live trap would have been the, the first suggestion that I made. Um, but if this cat won't go near it, there's a pretty good chance too that this kitty may be getting food elsewhere. So the sometimes the live trap doesn't work, and when you're in a more suburban situation, as it would if you were in a more wooded situation, if they've built up some trust with this kitty and they were able to, I'm you know they got her in a carrier once, which kind of makes me wonder, well, how did you do that in the first place? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, whatever way you managed to get the kitty in the carrier, it's you do have to be quick, you do. But mm-hmm. there, there's another way you can do it is actually tilt the carrier up. On its on its side, or uh-huh. you know, up on its back, with the door open, and lower the kitty into it, and shut the door. That way, she can't spring out of it before uh-huh. you get that door shut. That would be the the easiest way if you can hold this kitty, you know, even by the scruff of the neck, 
um, that is something that you can still do with cats, even as they get older. You can support their hind mm-hmm. end by, you know, and then also having them mm-hmm. by the scruff. You can mm-hmm. lower them into the cage and get that door closed. Mm-hmm. A little bit safer for the kitty. One thing ahead of time, too, if you're going to do that with a stray cat, it would be make sure that you do have your donor card filled out and have some have your blood type ready, just in case they need it at the local hospital. <laughs> well, right, and that's it. You know, that's why I said if this kitty, it, that's why I wanted to know how they managed to get this kitty in a carrier once. Uh, that that's a you know most cats don't want to go in a carrier so right. <laughs> I'd like to know how they did it the first time. Um, that would be the one of the other ways. You can also if the kitty won't go near a live trap, you can also set uh, another thing as far as um, putting the carrier out for several days and putting making it as as homey as you can, turning it into a, a sort of bedroom or a den. Um, kitties do like to have that. That's why she's under your porch right now. So give her something a little bit warmer. Put a cover over it, you know, like a tarp so that it can't get wet on the inside. Maybe a little bit of hay underneath it and put a blanket inside of it. She'll naturally start to come out and wander into that. And then one day you can just shut the door on her. Uh, short of, of bringing out a professional, um, if this cat won't go near a live trap, then you're looking at actually calling in one of these quote-unquote critter, critter removers. Mm-hmm. Uh, like uh, there's so many of them out there. You just mm-hmm. search it on the web and you'll be able to find it. Going one step further, this is what I've always talked about. When people see an injured animal or they have an, a stray cat in their neighborhood and uh, they want to make it a house pet and, and uh, mm-hmm. they, they, they want to have this pet should be the one that I can save. I can save this cat. Right. Unfortunately, in the same time that you're going to spend saving a cat that's part feral, mm-hmm. you're going to have literally thousands of wonderful, sweet cats that are going to be killed at humane societies because they don't have a home. Yeah. And And so... Again, as I always say, if I had tried out for my basketball team in high school where every person on the team could dunk, they were a state champion, there's no way that I can't dribble around a chair. I should not be on that basketball team. <laughs> but if they had put me on, that's great. That meant someone else was going to miss, mm-hmm. someone who deserved yeah. to be on the team. Right. And so that's sort of the thing about it. I, it's wonderful that you want to save a kitten, and that's just mm-hmm. great. And I'm so thrilled you want to do it, and hopefully it'll all work out. Mm-hmm. But the other side of it is there's a lot of other kittens who are going to lose for this for, because well, of that. And and this one, too, part feral, it, either they're feral or they're not. There's there's no in-between. And if this kitty was born out there, it's going to be a hard road mm-hmm. to rehabilitate. Um, I, I fostered and cared for kittens from the day they were two, you know, from the time they're two days old until they're able to go to their new homes. I've, I've been surrogate mother to kittens for more than 12 years. Mm-hmm. I've seen them come to me in every state possible. And I can tell you the older they are and they're still skittish and feral, it's very hard for those cats to transition. It's not to say it can't be done, but it is more difficult. It's a hard road for the person who's taking mm-hmm. them in as well as for that cat. You're putting them under a lot of stress doing it. And there are some that honestly, I've, I've, there's been no way I could place them. And, and the same thing, that's how my wife, that's how I met her. She was feral. And, um, <laughs> she was feral? Yeah, she was oh, just... Oh, you're in so much trouble. Yeah, she was. And, and you're still, it's time, every now and again, I have to get her off the roof. So, <laughs> oh, no, but mercy. you're taking a chance. You're taking a chance with your health. You'll yes. never be able to fully trust the cat. Yes. And, and, and one step further is disease. These cats have been exposed to some pretty awful things out yep. there. And it's just like if you, uh, again... Um, mm-hmm. If there's there's a, a someone who lives a wild lifestyle is going to be far more likely to get a problem with diseases yes. like HIV or, mm. or something like that. The same thing with this. These cats have been out there, been exposed to things like feline leukemia, FIV, uh, FIP, FIP. Uh, just anything you can think of. They've been mm-hmm. exposed to parasites. Parasite, yeah. That could go to people as well. Yep. So be very careful. Don't get hurt. It's not worth it. You know, if and uh, catch the kitty, save a sweet kitty. That might be the way to go. 
And we have May on the line. May, welcome to Animal Talk. My question is... Okay, yeah, you, a, you got the, the Rottweiler named we, Dirks, right? We do. What's he doing? <laughs> he is chewing up everything, and especially underwear. He likes to get <laughs> Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, May. we bring him up from the wash, and we fold them, and he takes off with them. Mm. Okay. So Any <laughs> <laughs> he's reliving his college days yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> oh boy so is it uh is it usually the clean ones or is he uh he's no after, you uh... know what either or okay. um okay. but he'll just take them and okay. take up and, and sh- holes we like opened a pair we're all gonna end up going commando at my house because oh. he's about got every single underwear we have oh nice. mercy okay <laughs> yeah now what what you have to do in this situation is set him up for failure um, you want to put the temptation in front of him, and then your timing has to be really important um, right. for it to make the correction. And, and we're going to talk about different training tools that you're going to utilize for this training as well. All right. Um, yep, May, could you hold on, Jeff, for just a minute? we got to grab a break here real quick, and then sure. we'll tell you exactly what tools to use to uh, get the underpants out of uh, Dirk's mouth there. Hey, it's Jamie. i got to hop on in here and remind you about our sponsor, WearingFunny.com. WearingFunny.com for all your pet parent t-shirt needs. Head on over to WearingFunny.com and check out the vast array of amazing, hilarious t-shirts. Thoughtful, cuddly, and cute for you and your kitties and your puppies. And hey, we take requests. If you have a critter that we don't have represented, let us know. We'll get you connected with just the perfect shirt for you and your critters. Showing your love for being the best pet parent you can possibly be. Wearingfunny.com. Back to the show. We have May on the line, and she's got a Rottweiler named Dirks. And uh, Dirks has a propensity for eating underpants, <laughs> running away with them. And actually, this is, a, is something you do want to, because a Rottweiler is big enough to uh, probably choke down a pair of boxers if uh, he really puts his mind to it, which could cause a lot of problems mm-hmm. in the intestines and block them up and, and be a, 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 it wouldn't be so cute anymore. And as, as I say, they can actually kill part of the intestines, and that mm-hmm. has happened. I thought it's doubly embarrassing if you remove underwear from the intestines, because think about this, not only is it an expensive surgery, but then there's people standing around holding your underwear up that they just pulled out of the dog's intestines. <laughs> yeah, right. You don't want that. Yeah. No. But, but how do you stop this? Yeah. Um, when, before we went to break, I said we're going to set him up for failure now. We're still talking about a young dog. We're, we're what, about five months? Four months? Uh, let's see. Dirks will be August, September, October, November, December, January. Yeah, he'll be five months. Yeah. Oh, okay. wow. Yeah, that's a young pup. So with with a young pup, we have the advantage of using noise as, as a correction. Now, the key to noise is to find the right sound. Uh, every dog is going to be a little bit different with this. Have you ever tried working with sound corrections before? No, we haven't. Okay. So you'll, you'll probably get a, a good run at this for the first couple of times. Um, what I want you to get is a shaker can, which is an empty pop can that you put a couple of nickels or pennies in and then duct tape it shut. Okay. I want you to keep that can somewhere nearby. You can have it in your hand, hiding it behind your back. You don't want your dog to see it. Now, you have to have him on some sort of leash so that we can control the outcome. What this correction is called is called the loud, quick, and invisible, and that's exactly what it is. It's loud, it's quick, and it's invisible, meaning it's not you. Oh. So you're going to put a pair of underpants out. For him to see, you're going to walk him up to it. As soon as he looks at the underpants, you're going to throw that can at the ground so it lands nearby, 
And when he startles and jumps, like, oh, my gosh, what just happened? Reel him to you. Oh, poor baby, what just happened? You become the hero going after this in this location becomes the bad guy. So whether you put the underwear on the floor, on the table, wherever he might steal it from, you're going to have to repeat this process in every room of your house, on every surface, in a laundry basket, out of a laundry basket, on the the table if you were folding stuff, on the couch, wherever. Put it in as many places as possible. The key is the timing of this correction. The timing has to happen as he's looking at it, as he's thinking about it. Now, he can't tell us, hmm, I'm thinking about that pair over there. Right. We have to watch his body language. So that's why we want him on the leash, because we can prevent him from getting to it. Now, what he'll learn is, on a leash, I don't go after these in this area. Hopefully, what he'll learn is to avoid it altogether. But if he only learns, I don't do this when you're around, then what you need to understand is you cannot correct him if you're not there. So if you have your back turned on him and he can sneak off and get a pair, that means that we're not watching him good enough and he needs to be locked up anytime we're doing laundry unless we're going to be working on it. Okay. Now, if the shaker can isn't a big enough noise, he is of the age that you can use a training tool with him. Um, I would recommend the snap lead in this case. It's a, a leash that makes the noise behind the dog so he's not actually seeing the correction take place. It's happening behind him. Um, that's something that you can find. Uh, some of your pet retailers, Petland carries it. And then um, if, and I believe you're here in Michigan. Our training facility in Wixom carries it. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, there are, there's a couple places locally that you'll be able to pick it up or you can buy it online. Um, but that, that is something you want to try the noise. Uh, removes yourself as being the correction. It, it means that it's not you, it's what he's doing. So that's going to be the the first thing that we want him to understand is it's not you, so always be the hero, and be sure to catch that timing. That's so, so important. All right, excellent. But repeat this process over and over. You are going to be so tired of throwing cans, (laughs) Um, depending on the determination of your pup. And because he's been allowed to get his his mitts on these, this is going to be a habit for him. So we have to set him up for that failure right away. Now, another sneaky thing that you can do once you've done it on the leash with him a couple of times and you've made yourself the hero, I want you to get some high-tension fishing line, the stuff that they use for deep-sea fishing. Oh, yeah. Use that as a leash. He doesn't see... It as being connected. He won't realize that he's connected to you. It won't be a good visual for him. Uh-huh. So okay. you start with it on the leash so that we're, we can pull him away from the situation. Oh, right. oh poor baby, okay. be the hero. Right. And then we can graduate up to having the more hidden hidden okay. thing altogether. All right, excellent. I will give that a roll. All right, mate. Yeah, because, again, you know, I mean, it's kind of funny. It's kind of cute, and mm-hmm. uh, but it, it could lead to uh, some serious trouble if, if he actually really did get in and, you know, get a pair down. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, it, it'll be worth the time to, to train him. And that way he'll leave all your laundry alone, which will be a good thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for uh, getting with us tonight, May. We really appreciate it. Okay, thank you. Coming up in a, a little bit, we're going to uh, send Brad off to the news nook, mm-hmm. and he's going to uh, gather all that's been happening in the animal kingdom because there's uh, been a lot of sad and tragic news, Horrible news. lately. And, uh, you know, we usually like try visiting the the brighter side uh, of the news when mm-hmm. we when we deliver it to you. But uh, the, this, this tiger... That uh, went off in the San Diego mm-hmm. Zoo. And San and, Francisco. Uh, it was San Francisco Zoo. Mm-hmm. Um, ultimately, uh, they had to put the tiger down because uh, he took out like three people. He, he did. And then oh. also the, the workers wouldn't go in because, oddly enough, they didn't want to go help the tiger. Uh, when the tiger was running around, they went, couldn't go help. And so they had to uh, 
they had to they had to shoot the tiger. Yeah, well, it, that's just nuts though, and then it's coming to light that the they were taunting him and actually maybe even had a slingshot and were uh, mm-hmm. picking on the picking mm-hmm. on the tiger and and you know I mean. <laughs> Okay, how bright was that? You know, you're gonna, you're gonna everybody see. out of the gene pool. You know, <laughs> there's gonna be there's gonna be two um, uh, changes I think from this. First off, you're gonna see everybody measuring to make sure they have an appropriate height of the oh. walls. But also, I bet mm-hmm. you're gonna see more security cameras at zoos than ever before, just to mm-hmm. see what exactly is going on. Yeah. Well, uh, this comes down to the whole never leave an animal unattended. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because people do stupid things. Yeah. This is a prime example. Yeah. And then yep. and then uh, Kabul, uh, the zoo in Kabul, they, the lion mm. there, of course, is yes. blind and injured because initially uh, it, a man had went in to fight the lion to show his bravery, and it, it killed him. And uh, then his, the brother of the person who was killed threw a grenade at the, at the lion um, in order to show, uh, to get vengeance back on the lion. Yeah. And so the thing is, people, uh, peop- the thing I've learned through life is that people are generally nuts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, and so mm-hmm. whenever, you know, whenever anything happens, you know, there's nothing, there's probably someone involved not normal. And, mm-hmm. that, and, that, and maybe that is normal. I don't know. But uh, people being nuts may be normal. But what I'm getting at is I'm not saying anything ill of the dead and it's horrible that that happened mm. and no one deserves mm. that. And that's just awful. But, sure. uh, but boy, oh boy. It's, can I say that? Yeah. yeah. Sure you can. <laughs> if you yeah. want. Okay. <laughs> Knock yourself out. Because, you know... I mean, well, like you said, everybody yeah. out of the gene pool. <laughs> everybody out of the gene pool. It's yeah. it, it's it's a tragedy that shouldn't have happened. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's but it starts. Uh, you can't blame the animal. The animals being the animal. Yeah. You, you can blame the zoo because it wasn't high enough. You can blame the kid because it was doing that. If it was him or if it wasn't one of his friends, who sure. knows? But, yeah, they're but not again, real but then sure. There's a lot of fault to go around. But you can't really blame the animal. It was being yeah. a tiger. It was doing what oh, a tiger and, does. But people were really blaming the zookeepers for not stepping in more. It's like. Uh, <laughs> You know, I don't know if I'd be throwing myself between an attacking lion and somebody else. I mean, that's why you're not a zookeeper. (laughs) And of course, we like to uh, scour the news, keep you up to date to the happenings. We send Brad over to the news nook for a segment. We okay. I got things uh, making all kinds of sound over here. What are you doing over there? I don't know. It's lost its mind. <laughs> Get out of my house. Yes. All right. As we send Brad over to a news nook uh, for the segment we like to call the National Animal. Your radio tabloid news source. The National Animal. Will you count me in? All right. Two, three. Armor for pit bulls. Everybody's going to be Googling this as soon as I get to it. <laughs> An American dog lover called Andy has created a range of armor for Pitbull Terriers. The quirky craftsman has set up a workshop called the Pitbull Armory, where he constructs wearable protection from steel, aluminum, and indestructible plastic. Pitbull Terrier owners who feel their pets don't look tough enough can pay up to $500 for a full metal suit of armor or a modest $70 for a backplate and leather breastplate. Andy also makes armor for men, women, horses, and, bizarrely, squirrels. <laughs> with a rodent-sized suit of armor selling for $60. And he makes armor to order via his website, www.pitbullarmory.com. Nice. And on eBay, so go ahead, look it up, everybody. The only problem with this is when the dog overheats, because hot dogs armor hot dogs. Thanks. Oh, oh, oh. oh that's... Not right. Why on earth? And then you can get yourself your own little Kevlar hoodie, and you'll be all set. 
and and everybody's going to be seeing in a second squirrels, squirrels in armor. <laughs> just. I'd like, to, I'd like to see somebody get a squirrel to hold still long enough to do that. And just, well, then I'd, you just I'd let him go. I'd pay to see that. You I'd put, pay, the, you put yeah. the armor on the squirrel, then you just let him know, run around the neighborhood. Oh, he'd have it off in no time. Squirrels are very... Squirrely. Yeah. Well, along that same line, Japanese scientists developed fearless mice... This from Tokyo, cat and mouse may never be the same. Japanese scientists say they've used genetic engineering to create a mouse that shows no fear of felines, a development that may shed new light on mammal behavior and the nature of fear itself. Scientists at Tokyo Tokyo University say they were able to successfully switch off a mouse's instinct to cower at the smell or presence of cats, showing that fear is genetically hardwired and not learned through experience, as was commonly believed. Mice are naturally terrified of cats and usually panic or flee at the smell of one, but mice with certain nasal cells removed through genetic engineering didn't display any fear. In his experiments, genetically altered mice approached cats, even snuggling up to them and played with them. Kobayaki said he chose domesticated cats that were docile and thus less likely to pounce. This new line of mice that he's developed has been named cat food. Okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> they believe the mice will be fearless as long as there's nothing, no new weird things about cats. They also okay. said that. Okay. Ooh, hey. South Koreans clone cats that glow in the dark. <laughs> I like the day-glow kitties. I do. South Korean scientists have cloned cats by manipulating a fluorescent protein gene, a procedure which could help develop treatments for human genetic diseases. In a side effect, the cloned, cloned cats glow in the dark when exposed to ultraviolet beams. A team of scientists led by at a, cloning, a cloning expert at Yangshan University produced three cats possessing altered fluorescent protein genes. The Ministry of Science and Technology said it marked the first time in the world that cats with RFP genes had been cloned. They are also planning on developing a flying hamster, a magnetic goat, and a telekinetic llama, who they will call the X-Pets. The X-Pets. <laughs> One more. Okay. One more, okay. Shower dog fight. What? Shower dog fight. Is that the headline out of the paper? Yes. This is from Bremerton, Washington. A naked couple, a dog, and a fight. Oh. Now a 25-year-old woman oh. faces charges over a shower squabble. Police in Bremerton, Washington report they arrested the woman for hitting her boyfriend. Investigators say the man was wanting his dog to join the couple in the bathroom while he took a shower with his girlfriend. According to police, the woman said it was either her or the dog. The man replied that maybe his next girlfriend would like the dog better. Police say the naked couple fought. The woman punched the man several times in the face, and the man dislocated his shoulder. The woman has been busted for investigation of second-degree assault. The man has been busted for investigation of first-degree wussiness. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my. Oh, mercy. (laughs) But anyway. I love the news, Brad. Have you gotten to the armor yet? Have you seen it? Um, She's looking for the armor online there. Oh, it's it's, it's dog. Yeah, it's uh, Dog Armory. Is that what it is? Pitbull. Pitbull. PitbullArmory.com, and the pictures are impressive. Oh, okay. Pitbull Armory. Armory is spelled A-R-M-O-R-Y. Okay. Why on earth would you need, I asking the question is just kind of silly, because <laughs> someone's actually gone and done it, so... But why? Why would uh, anybody do that? We, we we had an expert that we were going to ask about that, but the Louisiana penal system would not let us talk to him. 
<laughs> but anyway, no, it's just to make your dog look tougher is what mm. it comes down to. And they are beautiful pieces of work. Yeah. They are beautiful pieces of work, and everyone should go to pitbullarmory.com. And, 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 and get one for your squirrel today. Get for your squirrel, yeah. All right. Animaltalkradio.com, great way to email us, contact us throughout the week. And uh, we like to get back to those and, and help you out through the email. There's uh, the podcasts mm-hmm. available, the rebroadcasts, the streaming, all available uh, there through uh, our syndicator, the Genesis Communications Network, GCNlive.com, and all those links are on our website. So uh, AnimalTalkRadio.com, your one-stop shop to uh, get a hold of us electronically throughout the week. And, uh, of course, when we're here on the weekend, we like to answer your pet questions, but uh, we like to have a little fun along the way. It's time for the Bad Animal Joke of the Week. Who's bad? Bad Animal Joke of the Week. If you would like to uh, send one in, you can send it to me, Jamie, at AnimalTalkRadio.com. Jamie, at AnimalTalkRadio.com. Bad Animal Joke of the Week. Hey, Brad. Yes, Mr. Jamie. Why do elephants lie on their backs with their feet in the air? I don't know, Mr. Jamie, why do elephants lie on their back with their feet in the air? To trip birds. <laughs> wow. All right, we can blame that on uh, Amy, H 10. <laughs> Amy's, uh... Dang it's bad. They're supposed to be bad. There's, uh, there's ten-year-olds across the country giggling like mad right now. Wow, that's a. I think, I think we should actually change it to the abysmal joke. <laughs> <laughs> All right, if you'd like to send in your bad animal joke of the week, we'd like to subject the rest of America to it as well. Wow. Send that in to me, Jamie, at AnimalTalkRadio.com. Who's bad? Oh, the jokes are that too. All right, <laughs> but send your jokes in to me, Jamie, at AnimalTalkRadio.com. That's what you can do. It's uh, what you got there. All right. Uh, Of course, getting a hold of us electronically is always uh, a good thing to do, and uh, we'd like to answer those. And we have one more there that we wanted to look at, Brad. Uh, Sure we do. Yeah, right here. Yeah, right here. All right. Okay. Dear Animal Talk. You've got mail. We just bought two pup, brought two puppies home yesterday late afternoon. They are 10 weeks old. Uh, They are terrier chihuahua mixes. They're brothers from a litter and were very affectionate to each other. Last night, though, one puppy started to hump the other puppy on his face, and we tried separating them. And he kept trying to do this. We did it again today, and we were very concerned this is not a good sign as their behavior goes. Should we just get rid of one? Should we keep them both? What should we do? And this is signed uh, uh, Mark and Mick and Marine. The, the quick answer here is this is normal. Jumping on each other like yes. that? They just do. Every, every game that a dog does is a game of dominance. Mm-hmm. At this age, it is not a sexual issue. This is an issue of one dog trying to be the boss of another. Um, whereas siblings would hit and kick until the winner came out. This is how dogs deal with it, <laughs> one of the ways. So this is normal. Let it happen. Let them sort it out. They're picking out their pack order right now. Let it happen. Like uh, prisons or frat houses. <laughs> exactly. Oh <my. laughs> it's right. not as bad. <laughs> AnimalTalkRadio.com is where you can send your complaints. AnimalTalkRadio.com. Uh, you want to get a hold of us electronically during the week. Till next time, have an exotic week. And kiss. You're wild thing for me. Over the castle. Think it'll like? It would take a hair. Bye bye.